When it comes to the ideals of mentorship and guiding students to bring the best out of them, Vipin Pavitran is an epitome of this very idea. Widely known as a creative genius behind the two prominent computer science clubs, Amphos and Bios, at Amrita Vishwavidya Peetam, Amritapuri, he strongly believes in the value of right guidance at the right time. This albeit simple but powerful belief has created a huge impact on students all the way from them winning the Sun Code of Freedom back in 2008 to getting them selected many, many times for the prestigious Google Summer of Code program. I can definitively say that after every conversation with Vipin Sir, I always leave feeling a bit wiser. Pavitra and I had a great time talking to Vipin Sir about the club's history. We felt absolutely enlightened and I hope you do too. Welcome to the first episode of the Amphos Podcast. Welcome Vipin Sir to the Amphos Podcast. So how are you doing? How is the pandemic treating you? Thank you, Anushka, for this uh, podcast. I'm doing well. I hope all of you are also doing well. Uh, yesterday, I just got my, you know, booster uh, shot. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, I can avoid the next wave that is coming now. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think yeah, I should also get my booster shot. What about you, Pravitra? Have you gotten your booster shot yet? No, I haven't gotten my booster shot yet. <laughs> mm. I hope Omicron treats as well. Where are you currently right now? In Kerala, uh, currently, you... I'm in Kochi. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just uh, returned from Delhi. I'd gone for a visit over there uh, to meet the CBSE chairman and uh, currently okay. in Kochi. Great, great. So, I am, you're known to a lot of people for being the founder of Amphos. So, could you tell us how it actually started? Like, what was the whole story behind how um, Amphos came about? Uh, that's a long story. Uh, I don't know where to get started. So I moved into the academia uh, in 2006. I used to work in the industry for about 10 years. And uh, one of the things that I noticed while I'm in the industry is that, and even I remember when I finished my uh, studies, you're not really prepared for the industry. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know whether the academia completely prepares you for the industry. And um, when I came back, I had an opportunity to interact with students and I was wondering what is the best way to help students prepare for the industry. And uh, one uh, day, you know, a student, Abhilash, he approached me and told me that, you know, he came across this uh, contest called the Great Minds Challenge by IBM. <laughs> and yeah. it involved, you know, building some applications using uh, IBM's tools. And uh, since I worked in the industry, I was very familiar with all of them and, uh, you know, the Java 2 Enterprise Edition. I had developed several applications using that. So I was pretty confident. And he said that, okay, you know, he's going to find some other team. He's going to form a team. And uh, he wanted me to mentor them. So that's how it started. Uh, During 2006, our uh, campus, Amrithapuri campus, was not famous for winning any technical competitions and therefore you know the students were just in it for you know having some fun and learning and for me I was confident that you know they're going to win it I was extremely confident that they're going to win it because you know um, I can navigate their way around that 
Yeah. So they started uh, with this competition and uh, we used to meet regularly and they put in a lot of effort for it and uh, <clears throat> all their efforts paid off finally and they were shortlisted for the finals. And even then they were not, you know, confident whether they're going to, you know, reach anywhere on the top. But ultimately they ended up in top five. And that actually, you know, help the junior students to also feel more confident. Oh, if our seniors can do it, you know, at such a, a big national level, maybe, you know, we can also do it. That really, mm-hmm. you know, helped a lot of students to gain confidence. Uh, one day I went and talked to our chancellor, uh, Mata Amritanandamai. And, you know, she's a great humanitarian leader as well. And uh, she meets a lot of people. I went to ask her, what is the best way I can help students? How do I bring out their talent? And she told me, make them compete, you know, in a healthy manner. If you're able to make them compete, it will help them to develop their skills. So that's what, uh, you know, made me to search for these competitions. I said, let me look yes. at some of the competitions that are there out there and, you know, get some students to take part. At that time also, I had no idea about a club or, you know, anything like that. It was just about, you know, finding some competitions and getting some interested students and, uh, you know, making them compete in that. So I came across this competition called uh, Sun Microsystems Code for Freedom. And it was about uh, contributing to open source. Uh, Though I have, you know, developed a lot of uh, applications, this open source concept was also new to me. I was not, I mean, I've never heard of it before, even though I worked in the industry for a long time. And um, so it was a very interesting, I found it to be really interesting, the perfect way to get students to learn industry skills. Because open source, you know, has uh, several, you know, of the best uh, developers across the world writing code. And it allows for, you know, students also to, you know, go through this code. And thereby, you know, you learn, you know, since you are also a part of the club, you know, you would have experienced that yourself, right? Not only to read large code base, to contribute to it, but also to learn about things like version control system, and, you know, communicating uh, via email in a professional manner. So many other skills that you need in the industry, which, you know, you may not normally get to learn within your classrooms. So for me, that was like a perfect opportunity for, you know, helping students to learn about these industry skills that are needed. So anyway, uh, there was this student, Avinash Joshi, who, you know, signed up for uh, the Sun Microsystems Code for Freedom. And um, he, you know, spent a lot of, he was in his second year at that time. He has not even taken a course on operating systems. So uh, one of the products that, you know, the students needed to contribute was in Sun, Open Sun Solaris, which is an open source operating system by Sun Microsystems. So he had not even taken a course in operating systems that time. But, you know, he was pretty confident and, you know, we also put in a lot of uh, effort together and some of the sun engineers also helped. And finally, he made his first contribution and then, you know, he also helped a lot of other students also to contribute. And in the end, we became the number one university in India in 2007. That was the first time we are winning a national contest uh, from our campus. And again, that helped the students to develop more confidence okay you know we can also do things like that and dream bigger because okay you know you are you always look forward to your seniors your seniors have done all these things and you know they have done uh you know they have traveled abroad or whatever you know it gives the juniors also a lot of confidence that okay you know we are also from the same institute and the same club we can also do it 
and so slowly slowly you know with the help of sun microsystems which was acquired by oracle later we had a sun club uh, you know the sun microsystems helped to form a club in our university called the sun club and uh, that was the beginning of the fos club actually and then you know we came to know about more such organizations that are into open source and slowly the students started you know contributing to other organizations and i think in 2010 um, we had our first uh, google summer of code so we came to know about this program there was this student varun who is currently yeah. working in google actually in a sec- in the google security team he you know got uh, into this google summer of code into the kde organization and that actually helped several other students also to you know um, focus on google summer of code and thereby the why do we focus on google summer of code um, why do i ask students to do that the reason is that you know everybody likes uh, to work under some deadline if you don't have a deadline then you know there is no meaning you just continue to work without deadline so here you know you have a deadline and then there is a defined goal there is this particular contribution that you are supposed to make and mm-hmm. the best thing is there is a reward also at the end of it so this yeah. is a very nice combination you have a deadline and you know you have a very fixed thing that you're supposed to work on and you have guidance also and you have guidance and there is this monitoring in place where you know you're supposed to send weekly status updates to your mentor and you know they track your progress and in between you have you know different milestones so it's a perfect setting for you know students to do something and get a reward as well as you know develop their skills i found that to be you know really amazing thing for students to start learning and that's how you know we started getting students prepared for it as a way of getting skills that will help them to be ready in the industry so these were like you know how the fos club actually started it evolved from a competition and then slowly it started into a club and then you know we started focusing on helping students developing skills through these open source uh, contributions right that's interesting i think a lot of people would like to know how actually i'm first started because right now pavitra and i and i think a lot of people from our batch are benefiting from that vision that you had for amfos so yeah, that's that's great to know quite amazing to see how it grew from sun club to amfos as we know today Yeah, yeah exactly. it's interesting. I mean, when I started it, you know, I didn't think that you know it's going to go on for this long. First of all, <laughs> that that it's in oh. this, you know, <laughs> fifteen it, years. It's not started like you know. Okay, we are going to make it into a big club, and several students are going to come. So it slowly evolved. It's not like you know, in the right in the beginning, there was that kind of vision of having a club, and several students will come. It that was not the case. It just evolved over a period of time. I think one great part of Amphos is that we have. we tend to strike a balance between our technical and non-technical stuff so we not only get, um, contribute to open source and take part in these contests but we also focus on other stuff like our communication and our writing skills through um, you know writing articles and creating videos right i think that's exactly the, so that's something that also i insisted that mm-hmm. you know i had uh, come up with the semester bucket list and if you look at that yeah. semester bucket list it is you know um, the idea of the semester bucket list came up with uh, the thinking that you know what would i do differently if i were to go back to my first year in college <clears throat> knowing what i know right mm-hmm. now 
so you know you learn yeah. a lot of things on the way right and then if you mm-hmm. even currently you know when if you ask your final year students hey you know if you go back to your first year what are you going to do differently yeah. so i thought okay you know knowing yeah. what i know right now what would i do differently if i were to go back to my first year of engineering so based on that you know i created this semester bucket list you know for students to try out because i believe that technical skills are not just the only skills that are needed there are several other skills that are needed you know social skills communication skills presentation several other skills are needed actually uh, so mm-hmm. you know so i would like the students to focus on uh, you know developing several of the other skills also and not just the technical skills yeah definitely right. and i think um, being part of amphorce we are obviously encouraged to take part in a lot of competitions which are obviously a time commitment But I think like Amphos provides a community, so we feel less alienated, even though we are like spending a lot of time participating in competitions, which I think is a great thing. Exactly. Yeah, I've heard that from several students that you know that community uh, feeling is very strong. Definitely. We yeah. To, yeah. Like I remember in my previous schools, I never knew any of the seniors. <laughs> like I know anyone like in Amphos. I haven't been. really guided by them as much as i've been guided um by my seniors in amphos so i think that community aspect where um, the seniors mentor the juniors is a very um fundamental concept that has kind of driven the club all these years isn't it yeah right and along with that you learn some skills that you need also you know how do you mentor and you know later on you're going to go to the industry and when you go to the industry also you know you are one step ahead because you know about sending weekly status updates and how do you mentor mm-hmm. how you know there exactly. be, so whenever there is a large community there is bound to be a lot of conflicts and you know how to handle conflict and how to resolve conflict so there are several skills that you get to learn by being a part of a large community and actively trying to you know uh, be a part of that community right so have you noticed any kind of change from the time Amphos began to um, now. Is there any? Has there any uh, been any significant change that you think Amphos has gone through? One of the people? unfortunate things, you know, is that I am not able to spend so much time now. I wish, you know, mm-hmm. because the, there is it has grown too big for me to handle. And not only Amphos now, there is you know BIOS team is right. also there, and you know so several students are there. So in two thousand. uh you know 7 to 10 time frame there were probably you know 10 students in both am fos and bios combined together and we had a much smaller lab oh okay and you know there was a very small lab all 10 of us used to be there i also used to sit in that lab itself and uh, right now you know the club has grown too big uh, this is not something that i envisioned but it's good as long as lot of students are benefiting i'm really happy that you know the whole goal is how do we scale this and uh, benefit it it's not something that i have actually thought much before about how to scale it but yeah uh, you need passionate people to scale right you can't just have anybody right. and then you know it's not going to scale like that there should be people who are passionate about doing things so yeah so, i haven't sir. yeah go ahead go ahead sir no you are, i feel yes you know i am and also i keep learning a lot of new things as i keep learning mm-hmm. a lot of new things you know we also kind of uh, add these things into the club we try to do you know there are several more things i would like to do but you know we will take it up slowly the i feel that you know students are getting the skills 
but the skill alone is not enough you know the fundamentally it would be you know good that you know people become a better human being that aspect mm-hmm. is also very very important to me and you know as, as our chancellor the great humanitarian and i feel that you know students also should learn such things um, so recently in you know trip to delhi you know when you go around you know you find there are so many kids when you go to you know places you know they don't get food to eat you know they are suffering a lot there is so much how can we use technology to solve such problems and you know how do you become a better human being you cannot just be thinking only about you know your need and your comfort we are a part of this larger you know ecosystem right so we have to be thinking about such things so i would like you know the students also to think in that direction and not just about uh, technology so we used to you know do field trips and uh, we used to visit the orphanage we used to interact with you know old age home people and things like that and go to villages so with the aim that you know you get exposed to all these things and there you know you may get some better idea so i can use technology for this purpose mm-hmm. so that would be you know something that uh, i would like the students to get into also right so i think yeah that aspect is pretty um insightful i think uh, i hope we can go to these filters when we come back to college because that really sounds like a lot of fun <laughs> definitely yeah it's more fun also actually a lot of yeah. fun rather mm-hmm. than you know it's it's good you know it definitely technology has helped in a lot of ways but you know we yeah. also need to interact with human beings it should not be that you know everybody is only communicating on their phone and facebook but you're not really physically meeting with each other the pandemic has made it worse right now but you yeah. know uh, so you know hopefully once this is all over you know we can again you know restart some of those things right yeah is there any thing that um, you envision for amphos in the near future like anything you see in the next Five years or something. Yeah, so there are lots of opportunities. So you know, as I said, you know, when my, when I talked to our chancellor, she told you know go and find these competitions. After that, I kind of stopped looking for it. Uh, there was nothing okay. you know more. It. I feel that you know for a long period of time the club has become stagnant. There's so much of uh, you know things happening in the technology world. For right now, for example, you know there is this uh, startup. You know, so much of opportunities in the startup world. and uh, you know it helps people to become job providers than you know to be job consumers so one of the things that right now i want to focus on is seeing how you know i can get more of the students to become entrepreneurs so that's something that i would like to focus on so maybe in the next 5 years there are a lot of opportunities for it it's just a matter of you know orienting you know your thinking process in a different manner and it's also a matter of you know what you get exposed to much earlier in your life so at a first year level itself in college you know if uh, we are able to reorient students hey you know think about entrepreneurship so it will sow some seeds and we don't know when that will sprout or you know what is that going to do to change so that's something that i would like to focus a little bit more on in the next uh, you know 4 5 years so do you think this kind of made it easier for people to step into the um entrepreneur world yeah uh, i am not an expert in this but i feel yes maybe you know it is uh, easier because you know lot of um regulations uh, 
you know are now much more easier maybe you know you can do it online rather than visiting offices definitely technology has made you know such changes and uh, people may also be exposed to a lot of problems and uh, yeah. you know for example when the pandemic came in there were a lot of new new problems are there like you know how do you uh, you know for example in your own case you know if you want to write an exam how are you you know going to ensure that you know students write the exams fairly how do you you know ensure that you know students are learning teaching so you need you know these are all lot of new problems that came up and definitely you know if there are people who can come up with good solutions for all this then you know that is uh, definitely there will be a lot of market need for some things like that right yeah right so i completely agree with what you said about how the club gives us exposure to things like like as you were saying entrepreneurship like we have four stocks where like we analyze startups and we see why they fail which is it like directly related to tech but like it's still a very useful skill to have to be able to analyze these things and like know about the market and things like that yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. the four stocks really gives us a good insight into yeah. how so Start that's the day. reason why i started that you know so to know um because i also would like you know other than uh, students doing so it's not for everyone right there is there should be a set of diverse things for students to do maybe some of them want to go and pursue phd some of them want to go and do work some of them may want to do whatever you know different there are different so as diverse as the students there should be diverse opportunities also so i cannot expect that everybody will get into entrepreneurship so what are you know some of those exciting companies out there what are the problems out there you know so that you can say that hey by the end of your second year i would like you know the students to know this is my dream job and in my dream job this is my dream role in this particular company instead of saying that you know xyz is my dream company i would like to know that okay i want to join as this particular role in xyz and if not then maybe you know i should have another backup some kind of thinking like that you know may may help yeah so do you have any kind of um, advice for people selecting their careers or actually getting into a technological career in the future um one of the things i would say is that you know as keep learning i feel that you know at least the first 5 to 10 yeah. years of your career you should continue to learn and keep moving on if you feel that you know you are stuck in something it doesn't matter you know where you're working you know if you're keeping on learning and having fun then yeah continue because you know beyond a certain age you know you have more responsibilities so initially your responsibilities are much lesser you have much more time i would say that you know you should spend that time and uh, energy to ensure that you know you keep learning a lot of things but at the same time balance yourself and you know make sure that you find time for other things like especially taking care of your health because i see you know a lot of uh, students today they ignore their health and uh, you know various other uh, other things that are also very important so like maybe relationships with your you know parents or your loved ones you know that also you should find time for it and uh, that kind of balance should yeah. be there so that that is very important so so on a similar note um, if a student could learn like one skill what would that skill be a very difficult uh, question to answer what is that one skill because uh, maybe i would say that you know people uh, i i cannot really pinpoint and say one skill 
I would like, you know, more than being, you know, technologically you are so good, you know, better be a good human being. Be honest with, you know, what you're doing. And I cannot really pinpoint and say there is this one skill. It's just, for me, it is a little difficult to answer this one skill. And this skill itself, yeah. are you asking about, you know, technical skills or non-technical skills? So, you know, there are different Honestly, areas, right? I think, like, one, there's this one concept that you um, tend to, like, you tell us in the club, which I've heard from a lot of seniors as well, is this um, ability to um, learn how to learn. I think right. you, talk, you talk about that a lot. Do you mind elaborating to the audience? What exactly does that mean? And why that's so important? Oh, yeah. So learning to learn is, you know, something that I emphasize on. It is that, you know, technology is changing so rapidly. Um, so, you know, the current careers that, uh, you know, most of us are in, um, you know, it requires, you know, a lot of these uh, things get, you know, it, it requires us to continuously learn. Things get outdated so fast. Suppose you are into physics, you know, you become an expert over and, you know, over a period of time because, you know, not so many changes happen Co compared to, you know, technology industry. There is not much. So mathematics, so you might yeah. have had, you know, when you even in your school or, you know, you might have had, you know, excellent teachers. Because they teach the same thing over and over again and they become really, really good at it. So, but that is not the case, you know, in technology because, you know, they, they just keep changing. I remember that, you know, over five years I had developed, uh, you know, really good skills in, you know, writing J2E enterprise application. And one fine day, you know, the technology has changed so much that, you know, you click a button, whatever I would do in two days of hard work, it would do in seconds. So, yeah. you know, th that, uh, so like that, you know, we don't know in future what is going to happen. Technology is changing so much that, you know, we have learned so many things and un unfortunately, you know, uh, we may be replaceable so fast, right? So learning to learn is about, you know, given some particular problem, how do you, you know, solve that? That the emphasis should be on that, not that, you know, okay. I see students saying that uh, I know Java, let me do a Java project because, you know, Java is hot or Python is very hot right now and I'm going to do, or AI, I'm going to do some AI project. Uh, rather, I would like, you know, students to focus on solving a problem. So there is this particular problem that, you know, you want to, you are passionate about and, you know, you want to fix. It could be that, you know, you went somewhere and there was, you know, a lot of queue over there and maybe you want to avoid the queue. And uh, so you think about that, you know, how do you avoid a queue, you know, maybe I can develop some Android app for it, or maybe it not even be a technology solution, could be, you know, some other way to solve it. So mm -hmm. that would be, you know, uh, a very valuable thing for students to learn, rather than saying, hey, I know Java, now let me see what I can solve with Java, or I know AI, what all can I do with it? Because, you know, you yeah. want to be a problem solver, that is one. And uh, learning to learn is that, you know, okay, when you want to solve this problem, you should not be in a position to say that, oh, I don't know this. So how do you learn just in time and only what you need to solve that problem? So that is where, you know, learning to learn comes. Because, you know, when you want to solve a problem, maybe, you know, you came across that you have to, you know, learn to build responsive web application, but you do not know how to do it. And that's okay. And you have the confidence that, okay, given some time, I'm going to be able to learn it. 
so that's where you know i emphasize on learning to learn there is a way to approach some particular thing and you know how do you start learning it just enough to solve that particular problem yeah yeah does that make sense? i think yeah absolutely so i think one of the things that um i've kind of um learned to do is initially whenever i used to learn something i had to kind of go through the entire course because that seemed more comfortable and then approach the project but now it's more yeah, like you're used to that yeah exactly and then when we now when i approach a problem it's more like okay what does this problem need and according to that you learn the required information to solve it right. so i think that approach is i think pretty important especially like you said since um the technological field is evolving at a extremely high rate so that kind of skill is pretty important to um develop yeah exactly yeah even in uh, like for our task to first get into amphos i remember like there were tasks with go there were tasks with javascript exactly and Half having the stuff already worked with <laughs> yeah technical experience i was like so overwhelmed how am i going to learn all these languages and then like i remember the seniors were assuring me like you don't need to learn the whole language like you can make use of these resources and just pick up what you need and that was the first time i'd approached problem solving from that perspective like not knowing everything but still figuring out how to solve the problem which is still i find a very useful skill that i used to right and also you you know kind of lose fear of it that also right. i feel is very important yeah. otherwise you know you are always afraid oh what is all this jargon that this so now doesn't matter whatever jargon is thrown at you you know it's okay you know how to you are confident yeah definitely yeah um so 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 i was mentioning this mentor mentee system that uh, we have in the club so uh why so could you explain why this is so significant why do you think this is this kind of system has actually worked for the club all these years yeah this is uh, one of the you know ways that we can actually scale it otherwise you know mm-hmm. if it is only right. dependent on you know someone then that person becomes a bottleneck and so the way to scale it is that uh, you know you should have people who are seniors to mentor the juniors because they have gone through this particular process i don't think it is a perfect uh, way to do it but uh, this is the you know current way that we do it uh because otherwise you know we need large number of mentors with so much of experience but for the large part i would say it has worked and uh, you know several students got benefited because of that the the in this process both the mentors and the mentees benefit actually it's just not that only the mentees okay. are benefiting the mentors also learn how to you know communicate their ideas better and you know how to mentor properly which are again going to be useful when they join the industry at some point they may become team leaders or project managers and you know they will also have to end up uh, mentoring students so mm-hmm. this provides a great opportunity for you know all the students to learn to become good mentors as well right and i have seen that you know several of the students have excellent communication skills and you know when i visit companies they tell me that hey you know your student knows you know how to teach the subject so well they have so much of clarity mm-hmm. in the way they are you know approaching it and that comes with experience because you know as you know several of you have taken lot of sessions for students and then you know when they ask doubts 
then you understand that oh maybe this was not clear this is i should have explained it this way so while you are in the club itself you know you are as a men- mentor you get that experience as well right mm-hmm. so so on a bit of a side note uh, what is one of your favorite memories about the club <laughs> no one favorite memory i would say there are lots of memories but yeah the initial days you know getting to win in the code for freedom that was you know very very exciting because uh, honestly even uh, you know nobody thought that uh, you know university students could contribute to such a large code base at that particular point of time and uh, it was just amazing that you know we actually were a, my target was actually 108 contributions we ended up with 105 contributions to various open source projects such as uh, open solaris um and uh, glassfish there's another project called uh, you know glassfish and there were a few other projects i can't remember their names now so that was just amazing that you know we were able to do that because it was not done before in our campus maybe i mean i'm not saying it was the first time that in the world it is being done but Uh, it was not done before and then there were several engineers you know who said that wow you guys are only you know second year students or third year students and you are able to do it do at this particular time and it really helped uh, you know students to boost their morale and all that uh, so that mm-hmm. part you know i would always remember as you know uh, that was also the beginnings of the club right yeah yeah that's nice it's like you know initially um, you have a lot of inertia and when you start pushing and if it is in motion then you know it kind of moves along so the pushing is the mm-hmm. you know the difficult part right the initial part where you you know really keep pushing and then after some time you know it's on self sustaining mode and then it keeps kind of going and you know the kind of effort that needed is lesser compared to the initial effort to you know bring it up yeah yeah we had a podcast session with um, avinash and actually and he kind of told us um a little bit about how those um a little bit about the experience he had through um contributing to open solaris and all yeah, he yeah. he was yeah it was a pretty good memory that he said so uh so so are you talking about mentors and mentees right is there anyone that you regard as a mentor who has helped you um through your problems and obstacles is there anyone like that i have uh, definitely you know all of us have uh, several people that we you know look up on to uh, you know for me uh, my guru and our chancellor uh, mata amritananda my i regard her as you know my my guru i approach shamma for you know any issues and she gives lot of practical solutions and you know for any kind of problems that uh, you know i have i you know she is the most accessible chancellor in the whole world you mm-hmm. know um, since you are not in the campus you have not met amma but everybody every single student who is there in our campus can go and visit her or in any campus and directly interact with her where it, it's unheard of in any other university actually so mm-hmm. so you know i we all have the freedom to just go up to our chancellor and uh, and you know just get her guidance so that is something that you know i always uh, that's that's a source of my strength i would say 
that's nice do would we ever get an opportunity to meet ama when we come to campus definitely all of you will get an opportunity to meet ama that's great uh, so i was curious so how do you manage like uh, you know managing amphos and bios with your personal work um well it's just a matter of commitment so uh, you know right now i feel that you know more or less uh, students are running the club and you know it's like a well oiled machine so things happen like that but you know as i said initially it was not very difficult and i mean it it was very difficult initially and uh, i did spend a lot of time uh, most of the you know days i would be minimum staying back till 10 pm in the lab or you know i'll come back there are days i came at 6 o'clock in the morning it was difficult in the beginning but i feel it was worth it because this is something that i also you know wanted to do to see how to help students to become more industry ready and you know become you know more contributing towards our environment and towards our country and things like that so you know that was something that has driven me and you know when you have something that drives you then you know you somehow make time for it right i'm sure maybe you know you all have experienced it yourself Yes. Right. So, so, so do you have any advice on how we can manage our time? Because yeah, obviously, exactly. being an amphos is a huge time commitment, and it can sometimes be difficult to balance academic work and amphos. So, do you have any advice for us? I think it is something that you know each finds. Each of you should find it for yourself. And uh, you know, you should write down what are your priorities because everybody you know has a different. speed of learning and uh, you know different way of doing things so each of you should try and keep trying as long as you don't stop trying and uh, you know you will find that kind of balance will come so i have seen this with several people you know several students they struggle in the first year and then after some time by the time they are in second year you know they kind of okay figure it out or maybe sometimes in the third year so you just have to find and try out different different things and then see what works for you because if you start asking 100 people you know you get 100 advices and yeah. you know it may or may not work for you we don't know that and so you don't have to then you may think oh my god you know i asked them and they told to try this it's not working for me that's fine it may not work for you you just try out uh, you know and see and come to that optimal balance what works out for you right but uh, you know you have to remember what all to prioritize the you know for example the, i would say that you know the first priority should be your health that should be given the number one priority so without that then you know that's the foundation right you should be help, healthy and happy without that foundation then you know other things will not go on mhm yeah, yeah i think health is something that is kind of taken a little bit kind of taken a um, back seat in uh, the pandemic especially um i think more time and effort needs to be invested in looking after our health um considering um the yeah, considering this yeah the toll that the pandemic has taken yeah yeah so i think it's a more human thing that you know we take for granted whatever we have uh, so when we have good health we take it for granted you know relationships with the parents or whatever you know we kind of tend to take it for granted because you know we yeah so that we should not be doing we should not take things for granted and then you know until something goes wrong then we'll start taking care of it so we should yeah. i mean i'm not saying that i am very good at it i'm just saying that we should all try to do it mm-hmm. 
so so on like um a completely different note um how did you come up with the idea of um nctf and nctf junior how did that NCTF, start yeah so as i said you know i had uh, talked to the chancellor and she asked me to find out these competitions so one of the other competition that i came across was called this capture the flag and it was totally new to me i had no clue what it was about i had no idea about cyber security or even open source so it doesn't matter i just wanted to check it out what is this because it's an international competition and you know i have the confidence that you know we should just try it i see several students will say that you know i may ask them to apply hey there is this program in israel why don't you apply israel you know no i am not going to get it this is the first thing that i hear from so many students so that should not be you know for for me it is not like that i am just going to try it doesn't matter whether you know uh, we do it we don't do it we have to try unless we try we don't even know so i have started uh, looking into this competition and i got a bunch of students uh, to take part in this uh, ctf and it happened to be so exciting and uh, you know the feedback that the students gave me was that you know we learned more in these one week in our uh, you know about computer networks than what we learned in our whole semester because you practically do things you configure this uh, virtual private networks and you install some software you do some routing you do several things and you know they found it to you know to be very exciting and i i also then you know got excited about it and said you know this is a really great way for you know students to learn things and uh, we started actively taking part in such competitions and uh, slowly i understood the importance of cyber security you know for not only for the country but also you know for everything that we do you know online you know now depends on the security right now so cyber security is such an important thing because it enables the current way of life actually we are doing online shopping mm-hmm. online education this podcast yeah. itself is online everything is online what if it is not secure you know we take that uh, sometimes we take that security also for granted mm-hmm. so i understood the uh, you know slowly more and more the importance of security and uh, unfortunately even today uh, it is not widely taught in universities uh, so mm-hmm. for example yeah. you all have learned about programming uh, but you don't know about secure programming you have no idea mm-hmm. even today that you know what happens if you write a code in a particular way that it can actually make the whole system to be compromised so even when i was uh, uh, you know in the industry my idea was security was just a firewall you know that's not my job there's a firewall you put that firewall and that's it i never knew that i as a developer also has a role in security so these mm-hmm. things when i learned i thought that you know there should be a way for more students to learn about security because especially because it's not in the curriculum and so that's how i started in ctf because from a country of a billion people we had only one team taking part in such an important competition so i wanted to change that i wanted to see how we can have more students from in our country to take part and get skilled in this you know important area so that's how in ctf started and then um, you know there is this olympiad of uh, hacking called defcon and till today not a single you know team from india has qualified for it and one of my goals was you know we want to get at least one team to even qualify for it forget winning it just to qualify for it and uh, then i went and asked our chancellor again you know when I, as i always do when i'm clueless i asked our uh, chancellor hey you know what do we do to get some team qualified 
and then she told me look from other countries they start way earlier and you know um, so we have to go more earlier and start earlier if we have to do something like that so that's how the incentive junior idea came up okay let's go for school students and you know let's get them also into this so then you know we will see how it works so that has really helped us to improve our rank we are still far away from qualifying for the you know the olympiad of uh, ctf but we'll get there one day okay that that's interesting that so so in so uh in so nctf is i mean just for the audience to kind of uh understand do you mind just kind of describing what nctf actually is for ah, all right so ctf yeah. actually stands for uh, capture the flag where you know we write uh, deliberately vulnerable programs uh so very rough analogy if i have to say is that you know if you are uh, uh wanting to learn i don't know it's not a very good example but maybe it will suffice for now you you know you're building a house and then you know um if if you want to know how to secure it you know if you will see that okay if you know uh, somebody wants to rob this house maybe they will check if somebody is actually staying in it or you know are they going on vacation maybe they will check if the paper is being dropped and nobody is collecting the paper then they would know that okay maybe nobody is there and then if they have to break into the house they will not see that you know that they'll be they may not do the front door maybe there's a camera in the front door they may go through the back and maybe one of those windows are not so secure and they will go through that so they'll go through the weakest point so it's the same thing with any application an application you know somebody who wants to break it will see what is the weakest point of that application and see how do you enter through that so in this uh, ctf it's a way for us to write these weaknesses intentionally we deliberately write these weaknesses into the application so that you know somebody who doesn't know can learn that oh my god if i write code like this if this you know this weakness exists in my code then this is you know what is going to happen you know all this personal information can get stolen whatever you know all these things yeah. can get happen so ctf is a way for learning it by intentionally writing programs that are vulnerable and uh, in ctf so there are several competitions like that happens through you know and uh, in ctf is just focused on beginner uh, and you know we give you know we do a lot of hand holding and try to help students to get into security so you know we hope that people who don't know anything about security can get started you know in their security journey through in ctf i think we've exhausted all the questions on our list Uh, so so thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be a guest on our podcast and it was really interesting to hear from you how the club started and then how it grew to be amphos as we know it today and um also like uh, how you balance the time between your personal work as well as managing amphos and bios and I'm sure I speak for all of the listeners of our podcast when I say that it was truly a pleasure having you and we really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you so much.